The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You are now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here for another episode of the Health Hero Show. Thanks for tuning in. Today we have a very special guest, somebody that's impacted my life, and today is my first time actually meeting him. We have Dr. John Jaquish, the owner, founder, and developer of X3Bar, and that's at x3bar.com. It is a latex band workout system that can triple your muscle growth, improve your testosterone, improve your human growth hormone, and there's no injuries, no soreness, and it only takes 10 to 15 minutes a day. It sounded too hard to believe, but it made sense. You know what else I liked about your product, doctor? Was that you use chemical-free latex bands that could go against my skin because as my followers know, that everything I'm about man-made chemicals and toxins, we get them out of the body and I don't want to put them in. So, man, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me, Tim. Yeah, it's awesome. So why don't you just get into it? Like, just tell us a little bit about your background and, you know, as a doctor and a scientist. And then and then how did you get started with X3? Uh, Well, first, I developed a medical device to treat osteoporosis. I I did that to treat my mother's osteoporosis. That was my motivation. And, And then after that works so well, it actually produces stronger results than uh, any any of the pharmaceuticals out there and there's no side effects uh because it's basically forcing the body to fix the body which is very much your philosophy and that's called osteo strong Mm -hmm. and so i had developed that and then looked at the data that was coming from that device and it was very interesting how when i would look at the forces that some of these, you know, the target market is, is postmenopausal. Right. So old women. So we look at old women and they're putting six, seven, eight times their body weight through their lower extremities. And you think like, wait a minute, like that's, that's more powerful forces in proportion than some of the top athletes in the world. And what I realized was people are actually seven times stronger than they think they are in certain ranges of motion, in the impact ready ranges of motion. So the medical device was designed to emulate high impact. So Mm. the benefit of high impact without the risk. But then I realized when looking at the data, this really means that the like weightlifting is really an inefficient stimulus. And uh, because we have so much comment right there, what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. It's very weightlifting is a, in a, what'd you say? Ineffective stimulus? Inefficient stimulus. Inefficient so, stimulus. Right. So if you think about when you do a push up or a bench press, when the bar or the floor are close to your chest, it's very hard. But when your arm is almost at full extension, it's very easy. Right. right because right. you have a seven fold difference in your output capacity. So if you have a seven fold difference in your output capacity, why would you use the same weight? It doesn't make any sense at all. And of course, right. you know, there's 
be some idiot out there. There'll be plenty of idiots out there that are like, well, it's the proven way to do it. And like, I find that laughable because I think the f- fitness is the most failed human endeavor. If yeah. you, if you really look, walk into a yeah, gym look around at the grocery who, who looks like a pro athlete, well, pretty much pro athletes do who doesn't almost everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy, I know people that have been working out for 10 years and have maybe gained two or three pounds of muscle, five pounds of muscle. I'm talking about regular people here, not, right. not the ones who are photographed on a regular basis because they have outstanding physique. So, you know, we may, we may only see pictures of, of somewhere between 500 and a thousand people ever, yeah. like, you know, or let's say in a, you know, in a two year period. Uh, because the, those are the people with the impressive physiques. And of course there might be an element of performance enhancing drugs in there, but other than that, like who's really in shape. So if almost no one is getting results out of the fitness standard of care, why are we paying attention to it? It's garbage. Doesn't do much. Or so this- a great study. Uh, I think it's, uh, Petrel maybe 2005 mm-hmm. that looks at um that looks at what kind of like 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 who actually is able to trigger any muscle protein synthesis at all because usually studies are done on experienced weight trainers uh so so it, it looked at 66 people 17 out of the 66 which is 23 percent of the people were unable to stimulate any muscle protein synthesis, any growth whatsoever, no matter what they did from a weight training standpoint. So 23% could stimulate nothing. Whoa. So 23% of people walking into the gym are completely wasting their time. Right. Except for the, except for the, you know, they're, they're creating good chemistry in their body because they're doing something good for themselves in their mind. Blood flow is still good. Like, yeah, they're but, moving. But it's, it's, it's a good thing. But growth. as far as muscle growth, which is what we're talking about here today, it's a moot point for them. They're not really getting what they want. It's kind of like buying Here's, a car and then they're, then you don't get to drive off the dealership with it. Just, just give me your right, money and like get the car. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's more profound than that. So if you look at the NAINS database, there was a study done uh, compiling four years and 5,000 people a year participate in the NAINS survey. Uh, and this is used by the American College of Sports Medicine. It's like the National Athletic and Health uh, sur- Survey. Like, r- like they come to your house and interview you. Like this yeah. isn't just something to click online. Uh, and they really want to get metrics on nutrition uh, and on exercise and on habits. And uh, so they they have a protocol to make sure that because. A lot of people, when answering survey questions, they answer in the way that makes them feel good, not in the way that's accurate. So, like, you know, does the alcoholic say they're an alcoholic? Well, on an online survey, no. But in a live survey, when they're asked some more pointed questions, yeah, they'll they'll kind of admit, yeah, I, I drink a lot, sort yeah. of thing. So, uh, so when you look at the NAINS survey database. Uh, it turns out that the leanest 1% of Americans are 10.6% body fat. 
So now muscularity plays into your percentage body fat. So yeah. you used my product for four months and put on 11 pounds of muscle mass, which by the way is a better result than most people get in a lifetime of weightlifting. Remember I said most people, not yeah, Mr. Olympia, right. yeah. most people. Yeah. So, uh, and that was in four months. So, so percentage body fat is a great measure of like really how fit somebody is. And of course, we know that the two greatest drivers of long life are high levels of strength, low levels of body fat. Those, mm -hmm. are, that's, that, those are two metrics that have never been argued with. Yeah. Uh, so, which is amazing because in, you know, in nutrition, almost everything is argued with. So, um, and there's some common sense with what you just said too, because I always look to nature and I look at wild creatures and they're not overweight. It's because they're eating yeah. what they naturally should in nature and they're moving their body the way they naturally should. Right. It's that simple. Right. right. So, so we, we look at, we look at the leanest 1%. This is 10.6% mm -hmm. body fat. That's like borderline. Like maybe you'll notice somebody's abs at 11%. Yeah. Rounded up to 11% body fat. So we got the top 1% at kind of a base level of, of fitness. That's the top 1%. That really means that the fitness industry has a 99% failure rate. Yeah. Like, wh why? Why do we care what's been done traditionally when it has a ninety-nine percent failure rate? Would you invest your money with an investment bank that lost ninety-nine percent of its investment capital? Of course you wouldn't. Would you go to a doctor that kills ninety-nine out of a hundred patients? No, you wouldn't do that either. Would you consume chemicals that ninety-nine out of a hundred times end up causing adverse effects? And you know talking about you know like you know, like what your audience is probably thinking yeah why would you do that so why is the standard of fitness so great it's awful it's useless so yeah. now of course wow, that wasn't dude, i just i just had an epiphany i just had a huge epiphany like the fitness industry cuz you know i i do some a little bit in my coaching i help people put programs together workout programs but i just never thought like it's a 99% failure rate it's almost like it's like our medical system. We we spend three point three trillion dollars on on medical stuff in this country, sick care, call it healthcare, and we're ranked thirty eighth. That's yeah. a broken system. It doesn't work. Why do we need to put more money into it? Why would you even go there if you're sick? Yeah. I've actually talked to some people. They said that the entire medical, the entire, all the hospitals and everything was gone, and all the pharmaceutical drugs was gone. We would actually be healthier as a nation than we are right now, because we are the sickest we've ever been as human beings. Have ever lived on this planet right now? No, right. no time yeah. we've been sicker, right. and the in, and all these industries are failing us. In, in we fact, have got to stop. Humans used to live. Humans used to live longer. So when you when you look at the infant death, mm -hmm. and you take that out, like we we hear all the time. Oh yeah, well people in the 1700s only lived. It'll be like 32. Well, if you take the infant deaths out of that, they actually live to be over you know, like 90, 100 all the You're time. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's I was kind in of the insurance industry business. and they would, I remember going to lectures and they were like telling people like, people are living longer, living longer. And I knew because I was just getting into the health stuff and I learned from doctors like, no, because of the advances in prenatal care, they're taking a child and a young mother that maybe one of them would have died or both of them would have died and they live. And so that, that instead of that baby dying at zero and somebody living to 100 and then averaging at 50, 
Now the baby lives till 70. So we are actually not living longer. You're right. And you just right. blew my top. I mean, you literally blew my top because I'm realizing that the fitness industry has failed. And I told you that story earlier before we got started with this about my friend Serena, who was a, a fitness model and a trainer. And she had colitis and she was in the hospital and she just wasn't feeling right. And she was passing out on stage and then and just going yo-yo. And she's like, I don't even feel like I'm really – I'm lying to people. I'm lying to my clients. I'm lying to myself. The whole industry is like that for the most part. Yeah. Well, and then and then also, like, you got to keep in mind a lot of the photographed people, the mm -hmm. fitness photographed people, they dehydrate before their photo shoots. Mm -hmm. They might take performance hands and drugs. Yep. They uh, you know, might have uh, somebody do some Photoshop and some of the pictures. Yep. And, uh, you know, that that's also like been talked about with like you know the barbie doll like every girl wants to look like a barbie doll whereas she's not even anatomically correct like she's yeah. complete like like two-thirds of her body are legs like yeah. if there was a real person like that that'd be a deformity yeah. uh you know like and then you know let's talk about gi joes and, and he-man characters if he-man were a real six foot one person he would be a lean 375 pounds <laughs> Someone did the calculation, put it in a documentary. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. Wow. That's cool. It's hilarious. Like, wow. <laughs> why, why would we even have such a thing? But of course, he still looks awesome. Yeah. So, whatever. It's our own well, fault because of our own perceptions of, of strength and power. Yeah. And marketing, yeah. years and years and decades of marketing, um, yeah. people get conditioned to think there's a certain way. And all I have to I ask people is, like, how's it working for you? And if not, right. and what I've noticed is that people are looking for people like yourself that have actually, you know, like, dude, your whole story is like so much like mine. It's so similar. You wanted to help your mom, so you built the osteo strong. And then you wanted to uh, re redefine the fitness industry. And we'll, 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 why don't we just get into that? Like, what got you started yeah. with X3? How did that whole thing And it, was, it wasn't about redesign. In, in fact, people ask me all the time, how long have you been in the fitness industry? In, in the fitness industry? And I say, never. Like, I don't even want to be associated with that industry. That industry is a joke. It's the most failed industry we've ever, we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, you know, of course, a lot, and then a lot of the things that are designed to peddle the quick fixes, you know, like, well, what you really need is this supplement. And it's like, okay, sure. Right. right. Like, so yeah, take, uh, a, take a pill and tomorrow your better program doesn't work. Peddling whey protein, only 18% of whey protein is absorbable by the body because it's got all the wrong proportions of essential amino acids. Yeah. So most of what you take in comes out in, in the form of nitrogen. Yeah. Like, and a lot of people ever, aren't aware that, that human beings do not produce a substance called renin to break it down, which is what baby cows have. We don't have it. That's why everybody's lactose intolerant at some level, at some level, because we are just, I think we're the only, yeah, we're the only species that drinks the breast milk of another species. That's kind of weird when you think about it. It, it. As a species, yeah, but at times in nature, you'll see an animal raise another animal. Sure. You know, yeah. that happens. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's not the... It's not like toxic, but it is odd that we. <laughs> That's pretty odd. Like so, animals eat other animals, but animals don't drink the milk of other animals. That yeah. that is almost universal truth. Uh, so, buddy, but, what got you started with X three? Then I can't wait to hear this. 
So I, I, I wanted nothing to do with the fitness industry. In fact, like when I started looking at the data, I realized like, wow, like I can add actually data that really proves that weightlifting is a terrible way to try and stimulate muscle growth. Like if I have at the bottom of a movement, the capability of handling comfortably, let's say a hundred pounds in a chest press, and then maybe 300 pounds in the middle and 500 pounds closer to the top. Well, why wouldn't I just do that? Now, then, of course, the question was, well, there's band training and therapists have used bands for years. Well, the problem is those bands have very little resistance, 20 pounds, 30 pounds. There's no getting away from heavy if you want to stimulate growth. Yeah. Like 20 pounds is not going to do anything. It might be great for rehab, but no one's getting stronger from a 20 pound weight. Yeah. So, I mean, unless you're talking like a toddler or something like that, yeah. they're, you know, not smart enough to actually lift They'll drop weights on their face. Uh, why we don't, why we tell them to go play in the yard instead of, you know, screw around with weights. Uh, so what, what stimulated me to get this started was I just wanted to use it myself. Like, wow. Like I've been lifting weights for years and I, kind of inherently new because the results like like 20 years of weightlifting i'd maybe put on 10 or 15 pounds of muscle mm-hmm. and was it like 20 percent body fat which is not good at all yeah I, no one called me fat but no one called me fit either so yeah. uh uh you know it's it's like i i remember thinking on paper if we actually get variable resistance and that's why i actually don't like it when somebody describes x3 as bands because bands by themselves are just good for the trash unless you're a physical therapist just okay because they're weak so i had commissioned bands that were 50 to 100 times the strength but i also created an olympic bar which has rotation to keep your wrist stable and then I created a second ground to stand on because if you if you are using appropriate forces for strength mm-hmm. and you're stepping on a band, you're putting lateral force into the ankle, which could cause a fracture. So you need and you said you said a few people people have had that happen. You've heard stories like that where yeah, people have actually yeah, actually they go ankles. stand on a band and do like a do like a deadlift with 500 pounds. And yeah, I mean, their ankles rotating inward, like that, that's a gross misuse of the product. And yeah, that makes make sense. Sure. Ground that plate, makes... second ground, right? So your feet, your ankles, basically, like what what are the what are the risky interfaces that we have dealing with high resistance? It's the small bones in our wrists and the small bones in our ankle. The big joints are are ready, big time ready, but the smaller joints need to be protected. So. Humans interface very well with bars. Humans interface very well with the ground. But as soon as we do something stupid, like stepping on a band with a high resistance, well, now, I mean, unless you're using one leg at a time, which there's part of the protocol that is one leg at a time. Uh, you know, ultimately, like if you're doing squats, a one a one leg squat is far superior to a two leg squat unless you're a kangaroo because humans walk on one leg at a time. Also, mm-hmm. when you train your legs, isn't it better to put all of your body's resources into one quadricep and one glute as opposed to 
two quadriceps and two glutes? Of course. Because if you look at the capacity of the cardiovascular system and the vast power of the glute and the quadricep, you don't even have enough blood in your body to supply one side with what it could really be developed to. Hmm, right? That's interesting. So why work both at the same time? It makes no sense at all. So kind of like alternating kind of, dumbbell curls. Well, and I, I love how somebody does like a dumbbell curl, like hammer curls. They do a curl on one side and then let the muscle relax. And then they do the other side, which you're turning the muscle on, turning the muscle off, turning the muscle on, turning the muscle off. Idiotic. It's like trying to get a tan with candles. Like that's not how the body works. Like you need to go to absolute fatigue and keep constant tension on a muscle if you want it to grow. Otherwise, yeah. it's just a completely like nonsense type stimulus. Like you don't turn on and turn it off. You turn it on and keep it on and keep it under the highest stress possible with the variable resistance and never let the thing relax. As soon as you let it relax, the stimulus is over. If you stimulate again, it's like, it doesn't matter. You're just running out of ATP, glycogen, and creatine phosphate, but not showing the body that you're doing it with any sort of urgency because you're letting it relax in between every rep. So you're really doing nothing. Yeah. Well, this is awesome, man. I love your passion for this too because it, it, it lets me know you're living it, you're breathing it, and you've done the research, and um, that's awesome. So, so you basically just got started with X3 for yourself? What have your results been? Yeah, I had no interest in launching a fitness product because I looked at the fitness industry and I was totally unimpressed with the fans of the fitness industry, the personalities in the fitness industry, uh, you know, very little science, a lot of um, just silly, like, yeah. like you know, c cardio has been proven for 40 straight years to be probably one of the worst ways to lose body fat. Yeah. Yet you walk into any gym and it's like the weight room is for building muscle, cardio is for losing weight. And that's just fake news. It might as well be on CNN. It's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I just couldn't, you know, like like once I started like looking into some of the other aspects of fitness, it's like no wonder this industry fails. Like they, they're ignoring 40 years of research like cardio upregulates cortisol. Cortisol's primary job is to make you have a sort of lower power to weight ratio to conserve energy. So preserve body fat, meaning make you fatter longer mm -hmm. and get rid of muscle, which is the metabolic engine of the body. So it's trying to make you be able to go long distances with a small amount of energy, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. You want to go long distances on a small amount of energy. Do you want a big engine or a small engine? Let's look at a Prius. Yep. Is a huge engine in there? Is it the same engine as a Formula One car? No, it's totally the opposite. It's yeah. really weak. And that's why people who run distance are really weak. Yeah. So, and then what's your, what, what was your personal results on X3? Your, when you put the system together, what did you experience personally? I put on, uh, I put on 30 pounds of muscle in the first year. Yeah. And, I, and then at that point I was like, all right, I got to find a way to get this to market. Now, the, what, what I did with OsteoStrong is I licensed the intellectual property. 
to uh, to the Osseo Strong Company, uh, and they they built the whole thing around my invention, the whole company around my invention. So I gave them an exclusive license for for the Osseo Strong devices, and then I brought Tony Robbins in as an equity partner. So uh, so that that was going to be the way that ran, and so I would just handle the science because I don't know anything about running a franchise business. Right, right, right. That, that wasn't be my responsibility. I was going to be the scientific backstop for, and I knew, like, and that's a disruptive technology, too. So I knew a lot of people would need to be shown the um, physiologic reality of what impact emulation could do, meaning, I like, I had a responsibility for that company. But then I, I just, I looked at the fitness industry and I thought, wow, that's a totally different thing. Like I like arguing with doctors because when you show them the evidence, they go, okay, you've got the evidence. Like I will concede this. Uh, or I will like when I, where I started saying it didn't work now that I see that there is quite a bit of data there. Cause they don't really follow physical medicine data. It's mm -hmm. not, they follow pharmaceutical medicine. That's what they're taught. It's not like, it's not yeah. a conspiracy with any particular doctor. It's just, that's what, that's what they learn. So I, and I was very good at presenting a clinical case to them. Yeah. Then I looked at the fitness industry. I saw the fans of fitness unable to grasp scientific data in any way whatsoever like i said 40 years of cardio data showing right. it's probably the worst thing you can do to lose body fat yet yeah. it remains the standard like science has been ignored for 40 years by a whole yeah. industry and then i went to a couple of different fitness companies and they said and i i want to be nice so i don't want to name who these companies were but like a couple of big operators who sell home and commercial equipment mm -hmm. i showed them that and they said you want to make a scientific argument to the fitness industry they said this industry is full of morons like dumbest people you'll ever find online are fitness people and <laughs> i said like wow like these are your customers and they're like yeah you have no idea like what you're going to run into if you try and do that. And so I didn't believe them. I just thought, okay, you guys just probably just suck at marketing. And yeah. you're also like I, the companies I talked to did not have a breakthrough product, did not have anything having to do with a scientific argument. They just thought their customers were pretty unintelligent. I was like, well, all right. Like, I don't think everybody's stupid. Like yeah. I, I, that's, that's, that's a lazy, that's a lazy thing to say, but boy, were they right. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> awesome. I hate, but so I and so what happened was I started marketing to to fitness, and we immediately pivoted because we realized that we make a scientific. We'd say here, well, here are the studies, and it was just like you know I'd get answers to f you, you know, because they just yeah. didn't understand. It. They thought I was like ridiculing them for being dumb or something like that well yeah, if you're, you're changing their you're, you're shifting their entire paradigm you're shifting their entire right. paradigm people don't like right. that they don't it's, even it's, though it's, they associate to that that's part of them it's hard right, right. 
there's also like a lot of ego in in fitness and it's sort of like a lot of guys define themselves like i lift dangerous weights so i'm really badass yeah and it's just like the results were not what they were interested in it was like almost like they were interested in talking about weightlifting more than actually doing it because they, they really want to show everybody online how badass they are. Yeah. And I was just like, I need to get away from these really badasses and Tommy tough guys who wear their hats sideways. And so we pivoted. And as soon as we started targeting busy professionals, we started getting people saying like, I'm seeing better weights than I have in, you know, in, in six months of using this product, yeah. then 20 years at the gym. Oh, totally, dude. I've totally had yeah. that experience. Yeah. It's, uh, it's it, a bad X3 bar is a badass product. Time. We'll be right. back. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Dr. John Jaquish and X3 bar at x3bar.com to talk more. We're, we'll get into some more stuff about the benefits of X3 and some other cool stuff. I had some other questions for you, but cool. we'll be right back. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. Yes, we have the best detox and nutrition products on the planet, but if you want to speed up your results faster, we offer coaching. Private one-on-one -on -one coaching and private group coaching. To schedule your free 30-minute health strategy session, $197 value, simply go to chemicalfreebody.com forward slash coaching. That's chemicalfreebody.com forward slash coaching. Okay, guys, Tim James here with the Health Hero Show. We're back with Dr. John Jaquish. Um, John, the interview is going so awesome. I'm, I'm learning so much. And um, can we get into, like, can you go through each of these little steps, like the benefits of, of, of X3? Like, how does, the, how does it get three times the muscle, muscle growth, only working out 10 minutes a day? And then we'll go through why there's no injuries, no soreness, and how you can take it with you anywhere. So, how do you get three times the muscle growth working out 10 minutes a day? How are you busting the entire paradigm of the fitness industry? So it's in reality, it's probably more than three times the growth. But there was a study by Anderson in 2008 that divided a big group of Cornell athletes into a control group and a test group. And what that study found was that they made the individuals who used variable resistance. So meaning they reduced the amount of weight they were lifting by a certain percentage. And then they added bands, banding at the end of the bars. And they had a custom sort of rack, right. power rack, where they'd hook all the bands on the inside and then go around the bars. Or, or maybe they had hooks on the bar. They, they didn't really describe the apparatus, which they scrapped after the test. Because they weren't trying to design, like, researchers and inventors are not, not the same people necessarily. Yeah. I happen to be both. But they did the research, and it really wasn't about developing a product. So a lot of people ask about that Anderson device, and it's like no one really knows what it looked like because they just cut it up after they were done. Because all they really wanted to do was demonstrate the difference in results between lifting a the same weight from your weak range to your strong range versus lifting a weight that changes as you move mm -hmm. so the weight got higher where you moved into a more efficient position weight became lower where you were in an inefficient position so what that means is you're firing more muscle in every position 
and taking the body to a greater level of fatigue. So like, for example, when we look at fatigue and response from the body, uh, if you look at getting a suntan, how many sets do you need to do in the sunlight to get a tan? One. Is that right? Right. right. I mean, in fact, what do you do? Go what do you mean sets? Like, <laughs> sets? Well, right. And the fact that we that people do more than one set with weights, they only do that because the stimulus sucks. It's really low intensity on the available musculature. You're really only stimulating the weak range of motion, which is why that's where, where you go to fatigue. In fact, if you can even rack your own weight, you didn't go to fatigue at all because people fatigue in the weaker range of motion. So you shouldn't so have... So one, one of the key things is the ex, uh, exponential weight that comes on as you're pressing away from these bands and it's also important for you to go to complete fatigue at least 15 reps correct as your protocol but to fatigue 15 is the minimum and the maximum the we talk about is 40 repetitions so it's higher reps because you're using a ridiculously higher weight like at peak force when i do a chest press i'm using 540 pounds because i'm six feet tall Mm -hmm. uh, and the stretch of that band dictates that it's 540 pounds. Um, based on the mathematical calculations that we've done, there's an app that calculates that for you based on your height. But oh, cool. I, I can use that 540 pounds, but it's less than 540 pounds when I depart from the efficient range of motion. So I may only be using 100 pounds at the bottom, but here's what I do. Uh, here's part, this is part of the program. You want to make sure that you're diminishing the range as you go to fatigue. So first fatiguing the stronger range of motion, something you cannot do with a weight. Then you fatigue the middle range of motion, something you cannot do with a weight. And then you fatigue the weaker range of motion after the other two ranges of motion have been fatigued which means you're capable of using a lot less, like your, your, your maximum tolerance is for a lot less weight. When that happens and you finally fatigue the weaker range of motion, you're using a weight that's not damaging the joint. So no so are pain. You, are you, let me get this clear. Like if I'm doing bench press with, your with the X3 and I go out mm -hmm. here and I, I, I'm, I'm fatigued and I, I can no longer get it all the way out, should I just keep doing them and go as far as I can until I just yeah. can't? I just worked my way down until I'm just done. Yeah, your last repetition should be one inch. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's huge. I'm excited because like I haven't I haven't been doing that. I've just been going out. So I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. You'll you'll get actually much greater results doing what I just described than the way you're using it. Just just doing it until you can't do full range. Yeah. Because remember the level of fatigue is what is what counts. Yeah. The weight doesn't count. Like people always want to talk about, well, how much weight is this? Okay, and I tell them, your mindset is one so that you really are exercising so you can talk about it. Mm -hmm. Talking about your weightlifting doesn't do shit. Actually putting tremendous forces through the body are, is the most important thing. And if you're unable to, you know, maybe accurately track your mid-range reps, which the software does in the in the app, in the, the, uh, the X3 uh, tracking app. Yeah. Even though it does, 
like when when the mindset is like, well, how many reps do I do? And I want to get a rep record or something like that. Well, you're probably just doing some really jerky, sloppy repetitions. No, don't do that. Do two seconds up, two seconds down. Yeah. And just go to failure. Go to failure. That, that That's the best you can do. Well, yeah. And you want to go to Some days you might be able to do more or less depending on your sleep, right? And stress and what sure, you ate. Slow, controlled repetitions are what you want to go for. It doesn't necessarily matter whether you get 16 reps or 20 reps as long as you did slow and controlled and really go to the maximum amount of fatigue and do as many of the partial repetitions after you cannot do a full repetition anymore with diminishing range that is how to fully exhaust the musculature and I, i'm excited to try that new way so what was the results of that that anderson study is it cornell university is that's where it was done yeah, they use Cornell athletes. So it what, wasn't what, what did they come up with? Was it 3X, 4, 4X, 5X, the yeah, muscle growth? They, they noticed that the, that during the course of the study at the end, that the ones that used variable resistance had, had, had three times the gain over the control group. Well, there we go. So, yeah. Now, now, like, you, you have that study done, you've done it, I've done it, thousands of extra users have done it. It's like, it's kind of becoming self-evident. I mean, eventually people, I mean, there's so many people out there, though. It's going to, I think it's going to take a while, but your business is going to continue to grow as you help people get what they want. And that's what people are looking for. They're sick and tired, whoops, they're sick and tired, to drop my pen, of corporations selling them a bill of goods. They're looking for real people like you that have actually got the personal results right. and built a company around that trying to help other people solve the same problem that you had, basically. So that's awesome. Um, so 15 to 40 reps, go to failure. And if you can't go all the way out, then you just you go as far as you can until you're down to like one inch. And then that's, that's exciting. That's really going to help. Um, and you recommend one set. Now, this is really important. Why is it that on the second, third, and fourth sets, why does that create so much soreness? You, I, I heard one of your videos where you said it depletes the essential nutrients like glycogen. What are the other essential? Explain that, and what are the nutrients that are getting depleted, and why are people getting sore when they're doing regular types of workouts with multiple reps? So soreness uh, is really two questions. Like You do want to deplete ATP, glycogen, and creatine phosphate. Uh, but you don't want to do that at the expense of certain other things like joint damage. Um, so like a lot of people believe that a sore muscle is one that's going to grow, you know, denotes that there's some, some damage in there. And, uh, every once in a while you hear some absolute idiot who has no idea what's going on in science talk about how you need to create micro tears in the muscle and the response to that, the micro tears damage is, is what creates muscle growth. Actually, the opposite is true. If you create micro trauma in the muscle, the muscle protein synthesis will repair the damage and not grow the muscle. And there's, there's multiple studies on this. Like the less damage you have while still going to fatigue, the more growth you will have. The more damage you have, the less growth you will have. So it's not about tearing the muscle. What is actually going on in there then to the muscle to grow it? The, Just the resistance? The of the ATP, glycogen, and creatine phosphate, uh, that is the stimulus for sarcoplasmic growth. But for myofibril growth, you need muscle protein synthesis. And the stimulus for that is stressing the structure of the muscle with heavier weight. 
Okay. So that's why I said, like, there's no getting away from heavy. Now, you okay. can be strategic about how you apply, quote, heavy, which is what X3 does. Okay. And that strategic heaviness doesn't actually make it feel heavy. So, like, a lot of, you know, women or who don't want to get injured are like, oh, I really don't want to lift heavy. Uh, yeah, even though you're lifting heavier than you normally would, it doesn't mean heavy doesn't mean risky one in, in respect of, of this. Right. Right. So, so what, right, what, right. What, what should I tell my, um, like my coaching students or people on podcasts? Cause I, I, I'm going to continue to promote this a lot because, uh, it's working for me. It's working. I, I have, a, I feel like stuff like this, I have a moral obligation to tell people about it, just how I work. Mm-hmm. So what do I tell people as far as why are you not getting as sore with X3? Because I was telling them you, you don't deplete glycogen. It sounds like you do. So I want to be do, correct do, in what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, you don't create the same trauma. In fact, there's hardly a trauma at all when you use variable resistance to the degree that we're using it. Okay. So you just stimulate and you don't damage, which is why the, it's the like yet another reason the growth response is so tremendous. That's great. And yeah. probably a quicker recovery time because there's less damage. That's right. Yeah. Simple. 36 hours. At that we, point, we, know, right? we know muscle protein synthesis is concluded in 36 hours. So, uh, I mean, I, I wait 48 to get to the same body part again. So basically every other day you're training half the body, which is normal split for yeah. plenty of people to lift. Uh, and then there's other people who this works well with beginners, not so much if you have a lot of muscle mass, Mm -hmm. but there are beginners who can get away with working the whole body in three workout, three workouts a week. So they can do like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing and they hit everybody three times. But the more muscular you become, the more of a job it is for your body to you know, rebuild, I shouldn't say rebuild because that sort of plays in the whole damage thing, but build more muscle in that given area because that given area is large. Totally. Totally. So so like, like, uh, there's like a myth that like, um, bigger, stronger athletes have lower cardiovascular ability. Like they have like weak hearts or something like that. No, they have stronger hearts than distance runners do. But if my, you know, my quadricep is 27 inches in diameter, mm-hmm. my, my left that includes my, uh, my hamstring also, but you, right. know, you can't measure one without. You can't take it off a measure. They come together. So, uh, you know, my, my, my leg is 27 inches in diameter and I sprint up three flights of stairs. Yeah, I'm out of breath because more blood had to flow to that gigantic muscle. Yeah. But, you know, somebody with you know, tiny legs can sprint up three flights of stairs and they don't have a cardiovascular impact hardly at all because they might have 19 inch diameter legs. Wow. It's just less. Totally makes sense. Right, right. So it's, it's that, that, that myth needs to stop that like really strong, larger people have like poor cardiovascular no just because they can't run doesn't mean their heart is unhealthy like a run distance like so yeah i mean i weigh 240 pounds and i'm a really lean guy 
my my you know I I go through a battery of cardiovascular tests or an echocardiogram or something like that, and of course the the technician and the medical industry in general knows nothing about athleticism, so they'll ask me they'll look at me and say, "Are you a marathon runner? Because you have you know incredible lung capacity and your heart has incredible incredible capacity." And it's like, "Wow, you don't know anything about adaptation." And of course they're like, "No, we don't study that in medical school." Right. Yeah, nor do they study nutrition. So, like, tation is, like, I would call that, like, half of health. Like, like I said, stronger and leaner are the two greatest drivers of long life. Those are both adaptations based on nutritional environment and exercise environment. Absolutely. So, I've got a lot of people. Go ahead. I said, but they don't study that. They don't study the two greatest drivers of long life. Yeah. Yeah. So I was they're missing, they're missing the boat. It's right in front of them. It's like the white elephant in the room. So I got yeah. a lot of guys that are talking to me like, dude, how does this thing like increase testosterone and human growth hormone? It's not just the unit, but also specific exercises like your front squats versus back squats and, and deadlifts. Can you explain the, the, the types of, uh, rep- lifts that you're ex- uh, or band exercise movements you're that boost testosterone HGH and then also how does X3 X3 bar do that? So when it comes to the upregulation of testosterone receptors, so the amount of testosterone your body has has a lot to do with receptor activity. So the receptor activity comes. The more receptors you have, the more your body's going to be making. Now, there's some some limits to that. And there's a lot of, especially males, who have damaged their testosterone through various nutritional choices that they've made. Uh, like, you know, uh, your testosterone is higher if you eat a lot of animal protein. If you don't eat a lot of animal protein, you're going to have less. But if you put heavy forces through the body... Your body's got another reason to activate those receptors and thereby okay. uh, create create more testosterone. So there's some that are nutritional and whatever. So I also I'm a fan of testosterone replacement therapy for the people who have a deficiency. If you don't have a deficiency, there's no reason to have testosterone replacement therapy. So every once in a while, somebody will ask me the question like, well, how do I get on testosterone replacement therapy? I'm like, how do you know you need it? Because if you don't need it, you don't want it. Yeah, like it's, yeah we, we it's actually bad. have a pro, we actually have a product for that called Alpha Dude. It actually builds the body's natural precursors to increase your testosterone over time. Um, so, because I, I I just like some people don't want to get stuck with a needle ever, on a monthly basis, you know, and or maybe they just don't want to put put that in their body. Some do, some don't. It's just kind of a 50-50 thing. So we we have that available at our store and stuff. Our clients know about that, but. Um, so yeah, so it sounds like it's it goes back to stress on the body, which is building the testosterone. Yeah, it, what does it, it better than back, X3? Right, it goes back to me uh, talking about how there's no getting away from heavy, and of course with with X3, you're handling a much heavier weight, many more repetitions than you would yeah. with standard weight training. So that opens up the testosterone receptors okay. and creates adaptation. Right. I mean, that that's why you put on mass so quickly. Uh, when it comes That's to growth awesome. hormone, yeah, when it comes to growth hormone, there's two things going on. It's stabilization firing. 
So this is why you will almost never see an NFL player use a machine. They want to be balancing a bar and moving it through space. Not a bar on a Smith machine on a track, a free floating bar. Because that stabilization firing has a lot to do with, and I actually, the first and probably only meta-analysis I will ever do, because it's like the hardest type of study to do. Um, it was published in 2016, Jake Wish Alkire, 2016. Uh, Henry Alkire, uh, you know, works at the company and uh, is a brilliant guy. And cool. so we together did uh, a meta-analysis and looked at what it took what different studies were out there. The best part about a meta-analysis is you take all the research on one subject and you run it through some statistical standards to normalize and weight what one study might mean versus another. Mm-hmm. So like there might be a study that was done very short term with a large population. There's another longer term study that was maybe done with a smaller population, which from budgetary perspective, that makes sense. Right. Um, so we have those situations and we look at them independently and then together. So what does it mean? So when we, when we took individual, and then like, like if you see different interventions with stabilization and adaptation of growth hormone based on the stabilization, body weight versus body weight plus external weight. It's the heavier weights that people handled that they had to stabilize were the greatest uh, the greatest drivers of the growth hormone change. And of course that assists in lipolysis and the and the repair and growth of tendons and ligaments. So the support of more musculature really comes from from growth hormone uh, more than it does testosterone. So, so like like for example, um, you know, we we have most people who work their legs yeah. in a gym. They're not going to balance a a free weight bar. They're going to go for like a leg press. Mm-hmm. So, and there's one of the studies that was used as a reference in this meta analysis that looked at. So I didn't do this study. This was done by others, but it's a great, it's, a, it's one of the primary references that we use. So we have people who used almost double the amount of weight on a leg press versus the people using the squat. Now the squat people increased their growth hormone by 600% five minutes after they were done with their set. E- even though the leg press people were using more weight what do you think their change in growth hormone was? Wow. It's a great answer. Zero. Yeah. Nothing. They got nothing out of it from a growth yeah. hormone perspective. So what that really means is that's another example of trying to get a tan with candles. If you're not trying to self-stabilize, what's really going on? if the growth hormone response is zero. Yeah. Probably not much. <laughs> right. Right. Well, this like, could... like that's, that it's not only, in, there'll, there'll be some clown troll out there who'll say, well, growth hormone's not anabolic anyway, which is true. It's anti-catabolic. It is anabolic if you look at tendons and ligaments, but 
if one of the big drivers of growth and development of the body is totally inactive, isn't that a message that yeah. maybe you should be using self-stabilizing exercise as opposed Dude, to... Dude, I'm, right, I'm writing this shit down right now. Yeah. This is, I've gotten two huge takeaways today. Well, three besides the fitness industry failing at 99%. So you're talking about right. self, what'd you call it? Self-balancing exercises? Self-stabilizing. Stabilizing exercises. Can you right. give, one, so give, can you give an example of one? Yeah. Like, oh, let's wait, say let's do this when you get back. I got to take a quick break right now. We're going to run out of time because then we'll come back. We'll get that. We'll wrap up. And then, guys, you'll be able to find out how to get a hold of your own X3 bar. Um, this is the now of muscle building this isn't the future it's the now it's already happening people like myself are using this thing it's at x3bar.com i'm with dr john jakewish and we will be right back when i wake up in the morning i ask myself how am i going to nourish myself today that's where green 85 has made that an easy task Packed full with nutrient-dense, quality ingredients, it ensures me that I'm starting my day off right. Green 85. All right, Health Heroes, Tim James here. We're back with Dr. John Jakewish of X3 Bar, the now of building muscle triple the triple the muscle growth no soreness and no injuries what a wonderful thing and um we're glad to have you back let's get wrapped up we've been we were we were finishing up the human growth hormone did you want to finish on that talking about the human growth hormone uh well you know the the, the growth hormone is like i said it's that's not a, it's not anabolic but it's a huge driver in association with a lot of different anabolic effects when it is created by the body. And X3 to... bar produces that effect, correct? Well, like, let me give you, you asked for an example. So I'll give you an example. Okay. Um, the weight I get right here in the weaker range of motion for an overhead press, you know, might be X. And it might be 4X as I get my arms over my head because as the latex stretches, it's delivering more force into the musculature. Right, right, right. I would never be able to use that weight if I were using a static bar because the weight is going up as I'm moving into the stronger position. There's no Makes system sense. that does that. Yeah. So, well, that protects joints. I mean, you could do it with a band, except the whole time you'll be twisting your wrist this way and causing yes. your wrist injury. So you'll never be able, with a band alone, to use the appropriate weight, which will be a strength system. Yeah. So like when people say like, oh, yeah, I work out with bands. I'm like, no, OK, it, that's just a different waste of time. Yeah. Sorry. You know, like right, the, cool. the whole system exists for a reason. Yeah, it works. So, right. And so like delivering more force in the stronger range of motion opens up more testosterone receptors puts more force through the muscle, allows for a greater level of fatigue. And then, of course, imagine the stabilization firing that's happening when I'm holding a weight that I'd never be able to even pick up yeah. over my head. Yeah. It, like my, my core just jackhammers. And the core movement is actually a combination of the overhead press and the deadlift and the squat. So we actually don't 
do the abs directly because right. that's not what the abs are for. The abs are to stabilize your body. Yeah, I actually gave that advice but to somebody yesterday. Like, how do I build my strong core? I was like, deadlifts and front squats. And I picked that up from you. you know, yeah. The sit-ups right. are not necessary. But No, and it's also not really what the abs do. Like, yeah. do you ever really sit in a position where you just move your pelvis and your rib cage together? No. Like, that's yeah. not really what we do. It's kind of a weird deal. Abs stabilize us as we move. So you, you and then of course, delivering the greater force in the stronger range of motion is a force that you'd never be able to get to otherwise. And then doing it for a high amount of repetitions, that forces a lot more stabilization firing, which as the meta-analysis points out, that stabilization firing plus heavy load will get people to over 2000% of what the normal growth hormone, the baseline growth hormone level would be. So they have very aggressive fat loss. They have a very aggressive repair of skin, uh, and all the other things that, that growth, more, growth hormone are going to do, and the thickness of tendons and ligaments, which are going to take a limit off of muscle growth that everyone inherently has. Tendons yeah. and ligaments are designed to handle the muscle you have, not the muscle you want. Cool. Unless you out a way to make them grow which makes sense yeah makes sense so man uh wrapping up here i wanted to talk about this before we go which is you know why are why do people fail even when they get a system like this you told me earlier before we got on the show that you actually call people that say well x3 is not working and it seems to be like it's a common theme in their life what have you experienced for the people that you've talked to that they're just they just fail what what is right that? Even like even though the success rate with X3 is well above like 50%, whereas like I could say that weight training, you know, like it's like a 1% success rate. Right, right, right. I mean, there's people who do it for years and years and swear by it, but that doesn't mean they're changing. They're just fooling right. themselves. Yeah. Um, and then with X3, there's a much higher rate, but then there's still some people who don't succeed with it. And and so, uh, and a lot of that is mindset. There's a lot of excuses, like where somebody will say, well, it doesn't work for me. And you know, I don't understand why it's working for everyone else. And I, I want to have some, you know, I, I kind of go to DMs on, on uh, whatever the social media platform is they're announcing this on. And I said, tell me about your nutrition. And well, you know, I eat perfect. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's a hundred definitions of eating perfect. So tell me what eating perfect means to you. How many grams of protein are you getting and what's the protein source? So it might turn out that, like as the clinical literature says, we need one gram per pound of body weight or 2.2 grams per kilogram of body weight. And they get like 50 grams a day. Okay, well, I know they don't weigh 50 pounds. So typical adult weighs it's like 160 pounds, a lean adult male. So... They're getting like a third, a little less than a third of the protein that they need. So are they going to be able to grow? No. They're not going to be able to repair cells either. What so, was the other other one that you said was like they're just they're just not doing the reps? I mean, they're just like half-assing it. Right. Just just like like not doing diminishing range or or doing like one workout a week as yeah. opposed to six workouts a week. Yeah. Which is I got your 12-week chart, and I'm like, I'm doing exactly what he says because it's his system. I'm going to do it, and I followed it to a T. I didn't even no, know about the, the diminishing thing. Look at the results I got. 
Right. Right. Yeah. You put on 11 pounds in four weeks. Like nobody does that. Like <laughs> incredible. So, so, and, and I, I know the kind of intensity that you're putting into it, you're going to actual fatigue. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of these other people, they're just not fatiguing. They're yeah. just not doing it. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. So the system's there. It works. And it's kind of like one of those things, like, I don't know what the st- st- statistics are, but like 80% of people that buy a book don't even read past the first chapter. Right. It's kind of one of those things. It's like people are so, oh, man, um, just not yeah. in love with themselves and not in a good spot. So, you know, that's what we try to do over here in our program is we try to get people to love themselves and start, you know, doing things like like by you doing X3 – you're demonstrating to the universe that you love yourself and you care about yourself and you're trying to improve yourself. And as you do these actions and you stick with it day after day after day, month after month, the universe is going to reflect back what you want. You'll get the muscle. You'll build testosterone. You're actually building your immune system. And for people out there with osteoporosis, you know better than anybody, um, a really good friend of mine who's a doctor doctor um, – uh, at the Hippocrates Health Institute, Dr. Brian Clement and his wife, Dr. Anna Maria Clement, they both told me that, look, we have people coming from all over the world here with osteoporosis, osteopenia, broken hip, all these problems. And he said, the number one thing is not your diet. You have a weight resistance deficiency. That's what you sure. have. You have a weight resistance deficiency. This, this would probably surprise him if he's not totally familiar with uh with osteogenic loading and impact emulation and, and osteostrong the minimum dose response for triggering bone growth of the hip and hip fractures are the ones that kill people yeah. because of complications they can't recover right, right, right. from breaking such a massive bone um the minimum dose response is 4.2 multiples of your own body weight so like people can be lifting weights you know, the women, mostly women, even men, when you're lifting weights, they're not using four times their body weight. Some of them aren't even using their body weight. They're using a fraction of their body weight. You know, they get on like a leg press and, you know, they might put 150 pounds on it and they might weigh 250. Yeah. What are they really doing? Like, yeah, yeah there's a flow benefit, but from a bone perspective, nothing. They're doing nothing. Yeah, and uh, if you're not able to get over 4.2 multiples of body weight, you're doing nothing. Wow, so, that's right. Right, good information and to know, right? And look at look around. Look at the aging population, man. They're just they're they're in wheelchairs and nursing homes. They're eating a bunch of pills. They're eating the worst food possible. I mean, no, it's just not it's, loading at all. Right. Yeah, none. Is, none. And even and even with the proper nutrients, nutrients are just building blocks. You still have to give the body a reason to use those building blocks. So like in the analogy I give when I speak, especially to older physicians who are personally involved, they're the best to talk to, by the way, yeah. because they care at a personal level. It's amazing how much more a physician listens when it's like, wait a minute, this concerns me. Exactly. The rest of their day is listening to stuff that doesn't involve them. Yeah. So it's hard to be interested in everything. Right. But I love postmenopausal physicians because when they're interested on a personal level, they really care. And yeah. of course, they're also really familiar with side effects of the standard of care and, and the drugs, yeah. and they typically don't want to take them. Yeah. Uh, or, or they'd rather find a physical medicine intervention first. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? 
say, I'd rather the body fix itself than right. experiment with a pharmaceutical in my own body. Who, who, would, who would go again? That would almost be against the Hippocratic Oath. They take it out. It says, starts with the sentence, do no harm. Right. Well, they know there's a non-side effect option. Shouldn't they try that first? And they kind of run that by every skeptical position. And then they're like, okay, you're right. Let, tell me what the physical medicine intervention. And then I'll tell them 4.2 multiples body weight. The minimum dose response has been established in multiple studies. And, you know, when, you, when they hear that, they're like, wow, that's depressing because there's almost no way to get that. No, this is exactly what OsteoStrong does is it places the body in exactly, uses a robotic arm to get specifically in the exact position to where you're in the, in the position to absorb high impact force, which gymnasts can go up to 20 times their body weight, but a weightlifter might only use two. Yeah, I always said that. Look at, you want to see somebody's in shape, look at a gymnast. Those people are strong. I mean, they are just strong at all. But it's it's not the lifting themselves. It's the impact. It's yeah. hitting the ground and many multiples of the body weight. Wow. And of course, that stimulus only lasts for a hundredth of a second. So when someone says, oh, you need to exercise a muscle for half an hour or whatever nonsense they think they know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, you know, uh, I also knew that X3 was going to work because I saw – uh, a demonstration and a study that was done where they took these guys and they would go in, they were, they were lifting weights for years, right? Trying to put on muscle and stuff. And then mm-hmm. they went in and they, they put on like just tons of weight, mm-hmm. just tons of weight. And they had them spot them and they, they just did tons of weight and they held it and they kind of did one rep and the guys were actually spotting them more and more and more and more. And then they helped them kind of get it back up. And then they just less and less and less. So it was kind of like a high intensity. The the men on the both sides were the bands basically, and they were do they would do one rep with just a tremendous. Yeah, you need the guy two got guys more muscle were, growth out of that deal than doing all the reps. Was the book called Power Factor? I can't remember. I just remembered it, and I remember watching the videos, and I remember the gist of it, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's like because you were talking about that last training. training. Was there was a What's couple that? books. CNS is in central nervous system training. Okay. Uh, there were a couple books for a few years that talked about that. Uh, I think both of the ones I mentioned are out of print now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the problem is you got to have two spotters that are basically offloading in, in the exact same proportion. So it's like they have to be like telepathically connected. <laughs> uh, yeah. No matter how many hippies want that to be true, it's not a thing. Awesome. Uh, so it, it's um, while that was an interesting argument, it just wasn't practical to to be applied to the kind of normal population. But it it was um, something that crossed my mind because I had read both of those books before developing X three. And while I didn't use them as references because there was nothing scientific, it was just kind of all like, hey, what about this? Like, you know, right. all right. Then they got a couple of like giant bodybuilders to like demonstrate in the pictures. And like, okay, well, that's not how they trained to get there. It's like I've now put on uh, 60 pounds of muscle 
And yeah, dude, you're stacked. When you put your yeah. arms up, it's like, good lord, oh, dude. dude. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, it, I it's, I, it's in a, people always think that I have guns. I'm like, not like John's. <laughs> well, I've been, I had a head start over everybody. <laughs> yeah, you've been on X3 for like three years, right? Planning, first year, I wasn't even planning on launching the thing. Like, I just <laughs> wanted to use it myself and just say to hell with everybody else because the fitness industry is just full of sideways hat clowns, yeah. uh, which is. It is. <laughs> you, yeah, you dude, there's nothing better than you just telling it how it is. That's what I love about you. It's just like people like you are just like getting it out there. No yeah. hard. It, here's the reality. I'm living it. I'm breathing it. This is the reality. If you like it, great. If you don't, don't follow me. It's just that simple. I'm here for the people. Unfortunately, that, that's not really how trolls work. Uh, they're jealousy driven. So they hate seeing somebody succeed, especially somebody succeed doing something different than yeah. what they do. Because that's almost like a, it's a sign of success. A front, right? Well, you know, like great. Like there were, I'm sure everybody who, uh, every blacksmith who made all their money putting shoes on horses said the automobile wouldn't work and ridiculed it. Yeah. Right. Yet, how many horses do people ride to work now? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Things change. They definitely change. Yeah. I mean, the blacksmiths so were wrong. So and Man, so, I, are, I, so is the personal training industry when they don't really understand what I'm trying to do. Now, yeah. there's a lot of smart personal trainers too that oh, yeah. read what I've been writing, and they're like, this, "You changed everything because the world's been waiting for something more efficient." And of course, any trainer knows that probably 99% of their clients, unless they're training like pro athletes, 99% of their clients are probably not going to change at all. Yeah. 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 I've had I've, just... I've had I've had to baby step some people like I got one guy. He wants to order the X3 and now I got this discount code. I'm going to give it to him. But he because um, the gyms are shut down. So that's another thing. You, yeah, gyms are tell shut everybody down. what the discount is. Yeah. So the discount code is we'll get in. That's 50 X3. So 50 X3. So when you go to X3 bar.com, that's X3 bar.com. Make sure you put in 50 X3 at checkout to get $50 off. Your also, I do want to point out that a lot of people, uh, there's trolls, you know, who will tell you that it costs Apple like 35 cents to make an iPhone and they sell it for like $850. That's completely untrue. Uh, it actually costs Apple $500 to make an iPhone and they sell it for 850 I think is the cheapest one now yeah. or something like that. So, and they also have to ship it all over the world and market it and support it. And none of that cost is in there. So, you know, people see X3 and they're like, why is this thing $550? Well, it's $550 because you're seven times stronger than you think you are. And it has to be able to support that kind of force. And it also has to rotate to keep your wrist stable yeah. while you're loading the body to that incredible degree. So that's really where the cost is. And then of course the bands are 50 to a hundred times stronger than any bands you've ever experienced. And they're that's chemical free, which I like. And they're what? Oh yeah. Right. Chemical, chemical free. Right. free. Yeah. Yes. Which Tree latex. It's the yeah. latex. That yeah. I, even I was like, when I first saw it, I was like five fifty. shit, you know, it's like, as I wasn't expecting it, you know, but then I'm like, you know what? Uh, it makes sense to me. It just resonated. I got it. I did it. I until I know I won't have first person experience. I got first person yeah. experience. This shit works. I'm down. I'm telling all my coaching yeah. students. All my coaching students are using are loving it, bro. I mean, they're freaking yeah. loving the system, yeah. and it works. And again, like 
it's 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 a bargain. It's a freaking bargain. I can it's get the all the muscle growth I want in 15 minutes a day. Right? What's that? I mean, it's the cheapest home gym you can own. Yeah, and it's portable. And it works. It delivers results faster. You can go to the gym all year and you can get right. the same results going probably you doing X3 like three times. Dollars of equipment and it still won't do what X3 will do for $550. Yeah, Cuz it's not set up based on the biomechanics of muscle growth that's the bottom line so dude thank you so much for coming on the health hero show today i really appreciate it um i am it's been my pleasure and my honor i learned a lot dude because i'm really excited because i'm like shit I, I i have a lot more things i can do on x3 that i didn't even know so i'm really excited mm -hmm. to do the the fatigue things with the and then the, the, the self-stabilization and all that stuff so and start doing the one one leg stuff so nice. um so where is how do people follow you Dr. Jake Wish? Uh, best places are uh, the Facebook page, drjohnjakewish.com. My last name is spelled J-A-Q-U-I-S-H. Or Dr. Jake Wish, D-R-J-A-Q-U-I-S-H on Instagram. Uh, I make uh, similar posts in both places, but they're a little different because the audiences are a little older in Facebook. Uh, and Facebook supports a little more detail. Um, but we kind of live in an ADD world now yeah. where people want their information condensed. That, that's one thing I'm particularly good at. I won't pat myself on the back for much, but I am pretty good at getting some complicated science simplified to the point where it is still correct, meaning not oversimplified, yet digestible by the broad population. So, yeah. you know, even and that's sideways, that's guys, really important. They, they, they have been coming around and they have said, wow, like after realizing that the two big guys who run like um, enhanced athlete, uh, Dr. Tony Huge and Coach Trevor are both X3 users and they, you know, they see these guys who are somewhere like 250, 275 pound lean bodybuilders now they're of course the company's called enhanced athletes so you can imagine what that means right uh you know they they they're they're doing everything everything to grow and they're teaching people uh safer mm -hmm. methods they ask me some questions about you know like hey what's the best way to do this particular you know, pharmaceutical intervention. And I'm like, there's no best way to do that. Yeah. But you know, they're, they're, they, 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 they are really, um, they're the small segue. Uh, they're really pushing uh, selective androgen receptor modulators, mm -hmm. which are, are a lot of them have the, the promise and will deliver some incredible results without the side effects of a lot of dangerous anabolic chemicals. So they, they are, they are taking a lot, I think a lot of the dangers out of, that type of sport and you know there's well that's good because there's still some people yeah. are going to do it you know they're going to do it regardless they don't they don't care that's where yeah. the, the mind mean, is hey, at that point if, time if in their you life want to go down chemical road like please research safety and longevity you know like there's a reason why testosterone replacement therapy gives you 200 milligrams of testosterone a week and not 2000 there's yeah. a reason for that it's because yeah, Body's expecting 200, the equivalent of 200, not 2,000. 
and it's not more is better. You might be charming and funny after you have one drink. How charming and funny are you after 20 drinks? No, you're in the emergency room. Yeah. Like there's, yeah, a- there's, a, there's a level that the body needs and can respond to. Yeah. And there's all, you know, too much. Oh, and there's one other thing too. There's a testament to your movement and what's going on with this as you're changing the fitness industry is like, people are like this, this thing's like too expensive and blah, blah, blah. And what's happening now though, is you're having people pop up and doing demonstration units in different gyms around the country, around the world, right? Where people can actually come in and try out X3 that are super skeptical and they can talk to people now. So that wouldn't be happening. People wouldn't be volunteering their time and sharing this with you with other people if it wasn't uh if it wasn't real it wasn't working i mean it's just that simple as far as i looked at it also like the internet has given a lot of people who i guess don't mind looking like total hillbillies or trailer trash or whatever it's like you wouldn't walk into walmart and start screaming at the people who work there that uh, you know something's too expensive. It's just the, it's that's what it is, right? I mean, like you look at somebody that, like that. that like what it really means is like you need to go make more income. That's what it boils down to. Or, or too- you know, what are your priorities? Like I, I often tell people, like if all you want to do is spend thirty dollars on a home fitness product, are you really serious about fitness? Yeah, this is designed for serious results, and it sounds like that's not something you care about. It yeah. sounds like you just want to tell people you work out at home. Yeah. Because if you're out there buying a perfect push-up, no no one is using the perfect push-up because they think it's going to give them results. Yeah. They're just fooling themselves. I call yeah. that fake fitness. There's a lot of fake fitness products out there. Like I think there's one with like a ball that you kind of rotate, and it's got like a, a counterweight on the inside that gives you some resistance. Keep in mind, they're just, just doing Have you gotten that URL yet? Fakefitness.com? That might be a good one. I'd <laughs> be a good place I, for you to post I your I don't want to spend my time ridiculing the industry. If you really critically look at the industry, it ridicules itself. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, it's I don't not really about need that. To... You're, you're moving forward with what you have that's working. We're trying yeah. to focus on helping people solve their problem. The burden of proof is not hard to get to. Mm-hmm. When you ask, like, how many people are really fit? How many people, like, you know, they take their shirt off at the beach and everyone goes, wow. You know, maybe one-tenth of one percent, one one-hundredth of one percent of people. Yeah. So why are we defending this industry? Why, yeah. why does this industry seem, why does anybody think this industry has all the answers? They don't. They hardly have many. You're so right on so many things. So, man, again, thanks for coming on. And again, guys, um, go to x3bar.com that's x3bar.com use the promo code 50x3 that's 50x3 to get $50 off your purchase of x3 and uh, you can get this wonderful home gym in your house your whole family can use it and love it and and connect together with each other and you can actually build muscle in a safe way without the soreness and without uh, without a huge time constraint, and you can fit it into yeah. your life just ten minutes a day. That's how I started you'll playing guitar. What's that? You'll never quit doing it. Yeah, it just works. It feels good, and then all of a sudden the bands. Oh man, you just start getting stronger and stronger, and it just it happens. And dude, I'm I'm strong as a horse right now, and I want to thank you so much for bringing this into my life. It's changed my life, and I'm going to help get this message out to as many people as possible. And oh, awesome. um, just just dude, I'm just 
so grateful to have you on. So thanks so much. And you guys check him out, x3bar.com. That's x3bar.com. Dr. Jaquish, anything else you'd like to say? Any uh, following comments, ending comments here? Yeah, I, th I think that's it. Just thanks. Thanks for having me. This was a great conversation. You're a great interviewer. Uh, I'm glad you started a podcast. This is this is dynamite. Uh, you know, with without the right questions, I can't just like throw stuff out there that I want to say. Yeah, because then it's just again promoting. You know, it's not really what the point of a podcast is. So you, you ask a lot of great questions, and uh, you know, a lot of them are hard. It's like why you know, like why is it the price that it is? Like, you know, it's not like a lot a lot of people who are marketing stuff don't want that question. Yeah, uh, but. You know, but you 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 ask good questions and you got me to answer them. Awesome, awesome. brother. Well, I'll hopefully have you on again, and I'm definitely going to hook you up with some of my other podcast buddies because I really want to help get your message out. So thanks again. Awesome. So guys, thanks for tuning into the Health Hero Show today. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Dr. John Jakewish of X3Bar.com and the X3Bar Workout System. It's your at-home gym. Um, what a great time to have it during this corona craziness. Um, get your workout on, and we'll see you again really soon. Remember, change yourself, change your world. It's time, Health Hero, to jumpstart your energy and burn that fat with the simplest, healthiest, most badass detox and nutrition system on the planet. Grab your jumpstart bundle today at chemicalfreebody.com forward slash health hero. You have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs>